That question is so loaded, John. I don't even know where to start well, with that. Well, 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 I, I listen, guess, I guess, I guess the problem is, is, and by the way, John, I love that question. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting. This is an interesting. Topic. What's the solution here? Show up, understand your part, and just crush it. Pay-per-click, social media, we can talk about all this stuff, but what really matters is patient experience, that wow factor. Please, are you listening to yourself? Come on. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. So sit back, take notes, and listen. Oh, oh I love this. This is going to be fun. Startup Uncensored. The questions you have with the truths you need to hear. And now your hosts, Michael Dincio and John Bertagni. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. John, my friend, thanks for joining us. This episode one, this kicks the entire thing off. I am so jacked about today's interview. Dr. Jo- Joanna Valentine, owner of Icon Dental Center. She owns two practices. I, I'm so I'm super jacked about this program. Yeah. You know what? I, I was thinking about it in prepping for this. And, and really what it came down to is this is going to give a great mindset to our, our listeners and viewers because this is someone that bought a practice. It wasn't, it was her practice, obviously, after she bought it, but it, it wasn't her. So then guess what she right. does? She gets a partner together and says, hey, let's build a practice. Or she had the partner, but, he, and, and then yeah. they built that vision of what they wanted. She did the acquisition and said, this isn't us. Let's go build us. And yeah, it, and it's I mean, did it where she wanted to do it did it how she wanted to do it. And by the way, stumbles along the way for sure. She's going to tell us, you know, I mean, but I hope she's going to tell us these little pieces and nuances, but man, this is a great one. And she's such a sweetheart and yeah. uh, she's a dear friend of yours and, and, and she's going to become a dear friend of all of our listeners too. This is, she's the best. It's going to be great. Hey, just a reminder, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube channel, we're on everything. We're on all the channels. Subscribe. <laughs> MySpace. We're huge on MySpace. MySpace? Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just 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 get on board because this is going to be such a fun program. Let's let's get this party started. You in? I'm in. Let's do it. You're super special today. So Dr. Valentine, owner of Icon Dental. Uh we uh this is this is personal for me because you were a client of mine at one time. I have to say that. So um, I know of this huge background, but I'll, I'll leave it to you. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your story and uh, how you got to where you're at today? Uh, well, it's a really long story. It might well, go. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Um, well, how did you get into ownership? Let's just let's just start with that. It was actually. You want the real story? This is uncensored. Yeah. Yeah. No. And we never want to. We never want you to tell the truth, and we never want the real story. Really? Okay. I feel like a lot of times people have all these plans, right? They like plan to do all these things and plan like months and months. So, like, what are they going to do when they have their practice? 
I was working at a community health clinic and another gal and I, who happens to be my business partner now, uh, we were just working and literally she was like, you know, Joanna, I've been here for a long time. I think it's just time for me to move on. I'm like, oh my God, like I was literally just Googling that about buying a practice and do you want to do this together? Like literally that's how it started. We had no intention. I didn't think like, okay, I need to go find a partner. She needs to have this, this, this. Literally, she was the first person that just turned around and opened the doors and like. But you, oh, but you I got along know. with her. You got along with oh, her. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we would. Um. I mean, we got along great. But it wasn't. It was almost like, imagine going on like a few dates and then deciding we're gonna get married with them. <laughs> wow. No, I honestly, wow. I didn't know if it was gonna be like a marriage material. That's ballsy. That's ballsy, right? Because partnerships don't work. Partnerships don't work. And I think a little bit of it was like, you know, it was by luck a little bit. And I think that was huge because um, once we started getting into it, we're like, okay, let's figure out how we can make a partnership, looking at agreements and contracts. And everywhere we turned, everybody was like, all right, but man, 50% of these are going to fail. Yeah. It's hard to be in partnerships. Why are you doing it? Well, and- hang on a second, Joanna. Here's a question. Who was giving you that information? Like, how did you how did you find the person that said, you know, was it a, a contractor? Was it a lawyer? Was it a, a rep? Like, how did you, who was giving you the information this thing's going to fail right out of the gate? I uh, Attorney, first of all. Okay. Yeah, our attorney, for sure. Um, I mean, he was writing our agreement. And so <laughs> have all those disclaimers, right? Um, uh, always, and then our CPA brought it up as well. Okay. Um, Banker. Everybody, probably. Every, it was everybody. We didn't, I mean, contractor didn't really come involved because our first practice was acquired. We bought that one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so that was in Everett. And we bought it from two retiring doctors. And that was also another thing that we kind of just stumbled upon. I was just looking through different listings and they're like, hey, two guys are retiring and it's an eight operatory clinic. It was the perfect setup for us. Wow. And so it kind of just fell into place a little bit. Um, but that's kind of where it all began. Okay. <laughs> so here, here's my question. You guys are still together as partners though. So yeah. you're, you're proving these people wrong, which is great. Absolutely. So- Send them holiday cards every year saying, we did it together. We did it. And don't get, don't give everybody advice that it works. Okay. Because you two are, are special. No. Everybody does say, don't do it for a reason. But you two <laughs> right. are special. Yes. But I also tell patients, I, I mean, like colleagues of mine who have asked about it. And I think a lot of them, they have fears and like, oh, I can't do this alone. And I'm like, well, you know, it's possible. But however, it's a lot of take and give. And I keep referring it back to a marriage. I feel like I spend more time with her most of the time, you know, than even my own husband. And a lot of it is like what makes, what powers us, what drives us is the fact that our ego is like way down here. Beautiful. And and that's actually something that, we talk about all the time that you have to check your ego. You have to have humility. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't have humility, especially when they start a business or when they actually, their business starts to thrive. And that humility is one of the biggest pieces that actually makes businesses grow quicker 
and actually have more patient interaction and customer experience in my life, in my mind. So I, that's actually a great point. Let's transition to the startup because although we, we are going to have a season two, maybe we'll have you on the second season, Joanna, about the acquisition. That being said, um, the startup, like I'm really interested in why you bought a practice and it, and it's a thriving practice did really well. I've, I've personally seen it. You guys are crushing it up in Everett. But why'd you go from acquisition to startup? Because a lot of people, when they do the first acquisition, then they kind of go down the acquisition path. Yeah. Versus, and then a lot of people do a startup and they're like, oh, we have all the systems. We know what we're doing. And they just keep doing de novo. So you guys kind of broke the mold. And I love that about you. So why, why acquisition then startup? Great question. Yeah, it's a really good question. I feel like acquisitions had a lot of benefits for us, especially because we didn't really have that business background. I mean, in dental school, they give you like literally zero. Um, And so it was great because from the get go, you had the cash flow. We could quit our jobs and next day just start working. We didn't have that fear of like, okay, well, I still got to go work, you know, three days a week somewhere else and then try to get this thing off the ground. And so it worked out really well, but I think, um, deep down it wasn't us i felt like it we needed that like just fresh start like i feel like yeah. you can totally tell i mean everett we're gonna get to it we keep telling the stuff we're gonna come back you know <laughs> it was supposed <laughs> to happen like this year we were gonna do a remodel um but it hasn't yet and so when you walk into seattle it's just it just imbibes who we are you, is, does it start with a v a vision like the yes. vision Oh, oh, oh. It's like oh. living, breathing vision of us. It, it's your vision. It, the startup yeah. is your vision practice. The acquisition was kind of like a cash flow. A business decision, maybe. It was, yes. It, it was exactly that. It did, it, I mean, we've kind of created, right? We've put the culture in there and everything. Let me ask you a question there. I, I want to keep on this, but when you bought that Everett pe- uh, practice, did those, did those two cats that were selling it, did they stay on for a little bit? Did they give you some some intuition or you know look behind the the the, the curtain on how to run this thing, or you still just figured it out on your own? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like literally they're like drop the keys and they're like see ya. <laughs> That's exactly how it went down. See ya. <laughs> they exchanged the keys like in a parking lot, like right after we signed the papers. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so it was very. I mean, we went in here like. We had no idea what we were getting into. It was right, that, that's hard. That's hard because a startup, you have a little ramp up period. Yes. Right? yes. Where this thing, it's like you need to be in op two, three, and seven right now, Joanne. Yes. That's a that's a whole different game. Yes. I, I always I always say that the biggest risk uh, of an acquisition is letting it go down, and you have to keep it going. Otherwise. You're in trouble. Whereas a startup, you're you're supposed to gradually grow. Yeah. But an acquisition, in a, in a lot of ways, it's more pressure. Yeah. Because you have to continue to do what they did. Otherwise, the financials look completely different. And yeah. so, from a banking perspective, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. They're looking at those those numbers, saying what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Month over mm-hmm. month, year over year, on that acquisition. Am I correct with that? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. The, the whole underwriting platform is based on what the previous 
in your case, owners, guys did, and they're judging then the new owners if they can continue that. And so that's what the approval is all about. And if, and, and if they say no, they just don't believe it. And if they say yes, you better do it. So I yeah. can see that there'd be a lot of pressure for you guys for sure. Yeah. So Joanna, you're being judged every day. Yeah. It was very, I mean, we didn't, and looking back, little tidbits, like golden nuggets, I would tell people, is like, yeah. really look at everything that you're walking into. Because we didn't think about it. We're like, oh, great. The financials look good. It's a big enough practice for us. But we were walking into an office with two white men, you know. Yep. One of them was Mormon. And so we didn't really think about like the things, the lashback that patients would have walking in. I mean, I'm Chinese, nuttiest, like, you know, Brazilian slash Lebanese. And so, I, I mean, it was a complete 180 to what that practice was used to. Yeah. And so, you know, we were definitely having some struggles from the staff, from patients. They're like, well, my doctor used to, blah, blah, blah. My doctor never was I'm like, oh, great. Well, yeah. that kind of leads into, so you're talking about nuggets, right? And you're yeah. saying it's not only about the numbers, it's also about that demographic, yes. you know, marriage of you guys to the right. actual patients. So did that then, let's get back into this. Did that lead you to say, okay, this was great, but Nadia, you and I, we need to do it on our own and we need to do it in the location where we want to, you know, our true vision. You know, Mladen Crawl talked about his vision. And when he worked at a DSO, he knew his vision from day one, what he wanted to do in the city of Chicago. Mm -hmm. He knew it. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like that was what you guys were thinking too, even after you bought a practice, stabilized the numbers, but you still said to yourself, you know what? I still want something else. Yeah. Right? Yes. I think that's exactly what it was. Um, but we couldn't quite make that transformation in every, I mean, it's there, right? Until we did a like remodel and everything we could get the culture we could get the patient experience in um but it wasn't complete and so we keep referring to seattle as our flagship no um, do you yeah yeah we keep saying that's our flagship office and you know um we you know when we opened it it was like okay and we started before we even bought ever let's back up a little bit we knew we wanted a group practice we knew that, you know, within our lifetime, dental practice is not going to continue the way it is. Yeah. We knew that more and more, you know, mergers and bigger practices would, you know, happen. Um, and so we wanted to get on that, but provide patients a different type of experience than what they might refer to as a, a corporate office. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to bring that mom and pop feel, that personal feel without, you know, having to stick to one location. We wanted to bring that convenience to them and still be able to offer that. Um, because I think that's what patients need, you know, um, we're about creating a long-term relationship with them. You know, it's not about making that quick buck. Um, yeah. and so for Seattle that we wanted to try that. From scratch, nothing. We didn't want any influences. We didn't want anybody else's vision in there. You know, we created um, systems where other doctors could come in and, you know, work. Although there's still things in work in progress. And we didn't notice. <laughs> and Always. 
Always. You know what's interesting, Mike? Like, isn't this, you know, this amalgamation of this special edition, right? And then, you know, the vision um, episode. Isn't it amazing how these two are so paralleled? Um, I, I get so exhausted when I was a banker and even today as a, as a startup coach, when, when someone talks to me about going into business, they don't, it, sorry, Joanna, but you kind of described it when you, when you and Nadia were like, let's, let's get a practice. There's, (laughs) there's no vision. There's no, no plan. and I guess that's why I have a job, which is, which I love. Like, let's create (laughs) that together. Like, let's create that together. But still though, like, it, it you 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 do figure that out over time you guys absolutely figured that out that it does start with your vision and 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 at that point then you create what you want and then your patients can experience it and then it becomes a thing right yes and i think it evolves over time too i love that you guys did that and that's what we're trying to do here joanna let people know it's very important to be able to convey who you are through your practice and your environment, in addition to the dentistry, in addition to the staff. And -hmm. because it's not only about your hands, unfortunately. And it's very interesting that you brought that up, you know, like filling the void and, you know, something that patients need. I mean, you can go to many places and get dentistry. I feel like that's dentistry. You can get a burger anywhere. Yeah, it's just what we do. It's not why we do it. And, you know, Mike's been in the office in Seattle and, um, you know, a big part of who we are is to empower and inspire other people to live their lives, to do what they want to do. If you have, you know, a vision, if you have an idea, you should go do it. And I think that's, that's what we really do. That's why we do it. It's not, it's not the filling and the crown. I mean, it's fun. We do that for fun, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) but if we can really like, impact and really change people's lives and not just our patients i think you know we try to rally the team behind it you know hey this is not just a job like you know you got you have to have goals and we always talk about like for us our vision and our goals have to be so big that all of our employees goals and wants will fall into that well because you're leading by example right like people follow they want to be like you right and and that's what a lot of leaders, a lot of dentists don't, they don't have that skill set of actually, you know, going back and actually doing some sterilization if you're behind, you know, cleaning up a room. That sort of stuff makes people do it on their own accord. It's yeah, kind of crazy. I think it's so, huge. I mean, you know, we don't routinely go clean a room, but every no. now and again, I'll go in there and clean a room and they're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You know, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. At the very least, you know. All right. So I have a question. All right. So you had that practice. We're going back. And this is how the these these episodes go. You're doing great. Then you said, We want to build this thing. Who did you go to? How did that start? Because sometimes you want to be quiet that you don't want to open up a another practice. Like who did you go to? How did that work? And would you change anything? Are you going to do the same thing again when you do your next practice? What's, what's that going to look like? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the first steps, Doc, because yeah. you guys had some bumps in the road on the, on the front end. So, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, now, now we're leading the witness. Now I, a little bit. I'm leading it. I'm leading it, but I'm, I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to give it away. Was, <laughs> you oh want me to read a script for crying out loud? Yes. We had a coach at the time. Okay. And he was great. You know, um, I think if when we do this again, we'll have a better roadmap. And I think that's very much necessary. You know, we, we don't like to have everything mapped out, but having a general outline is key for the success. And um, I think our coach had some ideas and some things that needed to happen, but it wasn't very um, presented in a linear fashion. Or uh, And so we, we did a lot of things. We jumped a lot of um, steps and I don't know exactly what the conversation was like that it was like, we need help. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where it came well, from. And, and coach is one thing, but you started getting into the industry with contractors and equipment people. Oh yeah. And they, and they kind of led you down a path as well. Yeah. Correct. Well, yeah. before even that, I don't know if you guys would even recommend this. This is what happened. <laughs> and I wouldn't say that I would do it again. Um, we signed a lease, basically. Right. Or we have to about that. I'm very aware. Yeah. I'm very yeah. aware of this Wait, situation. Before you had money? Before you had money? Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was, By the way, listeners. Please, listeners and viewers, please do not do that. Please. Yeah, don't. Please. I would not recommend it at all. Um I mean, <laughs> I felt like it was really it was like what happens when you're house hunting. I think people get really excited. They start looking at Redfin. They start looking at houses. And before they know it, they're like, I don't even have a pre-approval. <laughs> that letter yeah. to even put down an offer. Um, that's kind of what happened to us. We were basically at that point of, you know. No return. Yeah. We had well, little wiggle room. Um, we I don't think we had signed it. I mean, things are kind of fading a little bit, but. I don't think we had signed it, but we were definitely well down the path of negotiating with the landlords and the uh, real estate. Well, when, when I met when I met you, Doc. Oh what, yeah, it, that was the beginning. Yes. I told you this is going to be more than forty minutes if you want to <laughs> details of how it played out. So, so when I met you, you had signed a lease. Yes. And your your budget was somewhere around four hundred thousand dollars. And if anybody, downtown yeah. Seattle location, downtown Seattle, which ex okay. it's very expensive to build downtown right. Seattle, and and your free rent was ticking. Oh yeah. Oh, it already started. Oh, yeah. 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 And so, okay, so I guess I'm curious. You know, so you're in a situation now, and and I remember it vividly, but it I. I Again, for the listeners out there, like I, I want there to be a lesson, and that's be careful about you know who you who you surround yourself, especially especially for a startup. Now, you know, there's a lot of great coaches, there's a, a lot of great equipment people and contractors, and so there's a healthy skepticism for sure. You got to have a healthy skepticism. You can't go into it thinking I can't trust anybody because that's <laughs> right. That's the opposite of what you need to do. However, um, you don't trust the first person, I guess, is, is how I would Well, because say here, that. here's my whole thing. That real estate person, 
I mean, what the heck was that person thinking, right? In a way. In a way, no, absolutely. Like that, I had I mean, a, without, I having, without having money behind it. That I mean, that conversation—that's one of the first things out of the gate. I mean, and I'm yeah. sorry you had to go through that, Joanna, but and you won't go through it again, obviously. But um, and we hope none of our listeners will go through that because you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. so because of that, you know, like we had an equipment person that we were kind of working with, and you know, he had worked with us a little bit before. So we're like, okay, well, it just kind of makes sense. Right. Um, And then because I think a lot of times in all of this, people start going down the path of like, Oh, well, this is my buddy. You know, I've done this with him. Yeah. My buddy. buddy. Where's it at Don? Bring it. (laughs) That's right. My buddy. dentist buddy here it is my dentist buddy did it come on (laughs) and i think that's what happened to us it was like okay well we don't know right so we don't have we didn't have all the um connections or network to be like okay this is the this is the right person for this it was really like oh well this person's done it okay well so then you just corral these people in um and I remember, you know, we had a phone call with Mike and he like put it, everything on pause and like flew up to save this thing. Like immediately? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You flew in like, like 48 hours later, something like that. It was in, he was like, oh no, no, no. This is really bad. And <laughs> so I was like, really bad. It was really bad. It was really bad. And I think we knew it was bad and we were just like, we need to stop right now i remember i remember nadia joanne when i joanne i told nadia i said okay we literally have to take four steps backwards yeah one step forward and she almost had literally a meltdown (laughs) but but they totally trusted the system and talk about that day that i came in and we had interviewed i don't know how many people but did you really what was that like, John? John, just so you know, I mean, we when I flew in, we basically fired the whole team involved, and then oh, and then lined we lined up all of the folks that do this pretty much every day, day in and day out, and they interviewed. I don't know how many people, but was that a little bit different than the first interviews? Oh, absolutely. I don't think there were interviews, Mike. Remember, like it was just. Okay, you, can a, you can put a chair in. Great, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't oh, do that. I can't believe I'm telling you guys this. Um, <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's perfect. You know, um, the thing, Joanna, you're not the only one that's done this. Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, yeah, I just and I think it's great that you know we're having this conversation because you know it is important. I mean, it worked. It's like what you said. It worked out. I think it yeah. probably would have in some form or fashion, but probably not as easily or smoothly. And so, yeah, that day when he came in, he had prearranged basically two or three people from each kind of aspect of yeah. what we needed. So we had contractors in the meeting, um, vendors, um, equipment, other, yeah, couple architecture. Of yeah, and so it was very interesting because he brought different people in um, and it allowed them to kind of come in and present what they had to offer to us, which was 
really nice. And I think that's definitely the way to go because I feel like during the whole process of all this, it's like you're fed to a pack of wolves. I mean, <laughs> God, it, I mean it's, put that in. You put that in. Way. You're insulting me, Joanne. This is amazing. This is perfect. That's exactly what she should say. That's exactly right. But it's exactly it's, right. By, by the way, we, we talk about that all the time. We talk about that. Well, and I would hang out with you all day long, but I just felt like it really was, we had no idea what we were supposed to be doing. And everybody just comes to you like, oh, you need this, you need that. It's like yeah. planning a wedding, but times 10. Like everybody is feeding you all these sparkles and things, and you're just like, oh, I need that, I need that. And I think the best thing that Mike ever said, and it's it still comes to me sometimes when we're making decisions, is like, do you need it or do you want it? Is it a need or is it a want? He said that so many times throughout the process. And I feel like it's very, very important because I think everybody comes to you with all these high budgets and everything. Yeah. And I, it's like, it didn't matter how much money you had because you were going to spend it. Well, and that's what we talk about. We talk about that all the time. No matter what the budget is for the project from the bank, you seem to come in one US dollar less than that, somehow, some way. And so what we're trying to do here, Joanna, just so you know, we want to try and preserve money, spend money the smart way, and also make sure when I say preserve, I mean reallocate enough money in the marketing budget and in the working capital budget for us to build the businesses the correct way. And then, yes, if there's money in that in that bucket a long time, then you can get that special piece of equipment. Then you can do something different. But don't have that mindset of how am I going to pay this at the end of the month based upon stupid spending early on. So Mike, kudos to you. Joanna, kudos to you for saying, you know what, we need to stop this madness because some people don't realize it and they end up spending $40,000 in operatory of equipment or 50 or 60. And it's like, what the hell are you even doing? Yes. And the, like, it's it, so dumb. It is. It really is. And I think the biggest thing, the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways or a lot of takeaways, but one of the biggest takeaways I had, you know, before we even opened is this fact of you got to be resourceful. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, money can buy you a lot of things, but it's like, do you, is there another way to get what you want without having to spend that? And then later you're like, shoot, I wish I had that, you know, money for payroll. I wish I had that for the marketing uh, because it's so easy to just spend it on the equipment or the building. I mean, do you remember Mike? They wanted like $35,000 for a decorator. I was like, you're crazy. Right. <laughs> like, you're crazy. Right. So I, I don't know if he told you about, you know, our process. We did a design build. So we didn't yeah, yeah. have that traditional um, architect um, and all of the design finishes, everything. Not United. Right. <laughs> so we were like, you know, forget it. Like we are, we already don't have the budget that we need. Um, well, you had your vision. You talked yeah. about it. Yes. Right. You don't yes. need someone else extrapolating your vision. You already had it. Yeah, and so fortunately, we were both very good with colors and everything, and we were like, okay, we know exactly what we want, and we just had somebody basically put that counter up. Okay. Um, I think 
I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like every project, your project will be unique than anybody else's project. Every project is literally different in its own way. And every dentist has skill sets and visions that are different. You know, we, we talked about it, John, with Dr. Crawl. He had a vision that he wanted a lot of technology right out of the gate, but he probably cut in other areas, right? And, and these two, they didn't have a huge budget, so they cut and designed because they had resourcefulness and, and skills in their department. And we didn't and it, need that. We didn't need it to look because we never wanted it to look gl- like glamorous and expensive. That was not our thing. For us, it's just like what you said, Mike. Our vision was to have a group practice. We wanted patients to know that you can come in here and everything would be able. You know, you, we can do everything for you. So we wanted to highlight, you know, the technology, the people in there. So it almost worked out in our favor that everything is very, very clean. Like I'm very OCD. So everything in the clinic is just minimalistic. There's nothing. Lots of whites, countertops are empty. And we really wanted just to highlight the things that we wanted people to see. It wasn't about the marble or the fountain. Like we didn't, it didn't work. Um, So, you know, we just had a lot of like, um, inspirational poster like wall art and stuff like that quotes right. and, and so we were able to kind of capture that you know this is a nice place i mean patients would pop in they're like man this place is swanky and and we were able to capture that without having to use our money on that on that uh, yeah. because we needed a lot of that money for you, you walk into that office it it definitely gives you the impression that you guys spent a lot of money on that look and and uh and it is a lot of money by the way if you look at it but it's not it's not the amount of money that you probably would have spent you know if yeah yeah definitely like the finishes and whatnot we spent way less than you know we probably could have you know here's the thing too you know and and this is a i'm not going to say it's a tactic but there's there's this mindset of it's not about the dollar, right? It's not about the the overall dollar. You could break it down to a monthly payment, right? Well, in this world, you need yeah. Mike is shaking his head right now, but you know you need to hit a budget because that's all the money you have, right? But beyond that budget, even if you hit underneath that, and people are like, well, it's only you know. This room of forty thousand dollars of equipment is only you know three thousand or whatever it is a month times five. Well, you've got to cut a lot of teeth for that monthly payment for that room of equipment or that X-ray or whatever it is or that design or whatever. Like I understand that it all comes down to a monthly number, but I want our listeners and people to understand you still have to pay that every single month. So let's be smart about how much money your monthly payment actually is. And do you feel comfortable with that? Paying that over a 15-year period or a 10-year period. Specifically to our listeners, it's only $100, $1,000 a month. If someone breaks something down by the month, literally walk away from them. Literally hang the phone up and say this conversation's over because 
all they're trying to do is sell you something that, by the way, they don't have this this vision of, or, or not vision, but they don't have the overall, you know, concept of what you're going through, right? They don't know what your budget is, what your vision is. They don't know any of this stuff. So if they're trying to sell you, so, oh, it's only 350 bucks a month. Yeah, or, hey, do curved walls instead of straight walls. It doesn't matter. It's only going to cost you this much across, you know, or this upgraded carpet. I'm not only saying equipment, it's everything. Because everything could be, you know, ticked up. Mm-hmm. And suddenly your budget's out of control. And your monthly stress. Why do you, your job is already stressful. I already saw with my dad, very stressful job that he did this all his career, but it's, it's, it's why have that stress of money every single month? Make smart decisions. Yeah. And decisions that, you know, you're, I feel like you have to think out of the box. Okay. You can, I mean, there were so many things, for example, we went with a, you know, all of our equipment is in Seattle and every bit is so expensive. I mean, the monitor, the patient education monitor that's attached to the chair, it's white and it's very nice looking on there, but they wanted like $1,000, $1,200 for this monitor. There was nothing <laughs> special about it. And so we're like, can we find any other type of white monitor out there? <laughs> And they're like, well, it's medical grade, so you can keep wiping it. And I'm like, okay, but I can buy eight of these monitors. <laughs> I, I wipe right. it, and I can buy another one. <laughs> and still have, so, you know, we went with some, like, we we had the idea. We wanted that concept. But we went, we went and found ways to achieve it without necessarily buying that. So resourceful. resourceful again and flexible. Yes. I love that. Yes. I love it. Yeah. You guys were, you, you both were, were really the masters of having this vision. And, and when you got your, your, your mind around kind of the way the new order, AKA me, the new order was, was going, but once you got into that mode, then all of a sudden it was like, well, wait a second, let me think for myself and not, you know what I mean? And, I need the white monitor and do I need the the cabinets? Remember the exercise with the cabinets? It was, although you, you ended up going with them, you know, it was still, we went through the exercise and I don't, I don't think doctors go through that exercise. No. And then remember the cabinets, the sterilization cabinet. I remember like they kept on telling us we, you know, it would be this much to get all these blah, blah, blah pieces for sterile. And I was like, wait a minute. We only have, we were only able to start with two chairs. You remember that? That's all the budget allowed. And then eight hours. Oh, I remember. I only have two chairs. How many trays am I going to have? How many of this stuff am I going to have? What if I just didn't buy that second tower? I'll sell it later when I have the need for it. And it wasn't even something that, you know, none of the reps or anybody, they're not going to come to you with that information. Yeah, it was just me sitting there one day and me getting frustrated because they kept on telling me how much it was. Or well, they're like, well, we can take off the lights and it'll make it cheaper. I'm like, but I want the lights. That's the, that's, I mean, that's a huge part. The white and you, the don't need, you don't need a second tower holding 44 trays from day one is what you're saying. I just didn't buy that one right now. And it was literally like, oh. Oh. Oh, well, we can do that because these are all modular. Oh my gosh, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> oh. And and that, and that's how we did an office 
at $450,000 budget in downtown Seattle because you were resourceful, you thought about it, you got others, you interviewed lots of people, you worked through the progression. Yeah, and we, and asked, I think, yeah, once yeah. we started asking, I mean, the worst thing they can say is no. We, I mean, we asked for everything. We're like, can you throw in a whatever? Can you do whatever? Like, and I don't think a lot of people will ask. And we got, you know, a lot of extra things, you know, our cameras and whatnot thrown in with it. I think we got some extra sympathy gifts. They were, they were, they were sympathy gifts. Yeah, a little bit. We're like, <laughs> and we also made it like, hey, you know, we have eight more operatories to be filling out. We have Everett. So there was a way to negotiate with them, like, hey, this is not just two chairs. You're going to put something that I always do. I mean, I always think about that, that it's not about, and, and unfortunately, and maybe you caught a good one here, but some people, they will try and outfit you all eight operatories. And again, listeners, if they try and do that, run immediately. Get the hell out of that room because that's BS. Okay. Th if you think about and you have empathy for the end user or the person not across the table, you should be sitting side by side, you know, with that person, uh, with that equipment rep or that contractor or that architect. You want to sit side by side because that's, you know, that means you're in it together. But if you have empathy for what they're going through and how much money they're spending over this lifetime for this project, man, you don't need all of that today. You're going to get the credibility and the trust and that partnership for life because you've done the right thing, exactly. right? And I, and I think that was a really big point too when, when it comes to making a team where we've already decided it's huge to get a team um, from the get-go. And I think that team has to believe in your vision as well. They have to believe in what you're after because um, then it'll help drive them to give you the things that you truly need. I think we are pretty, I love that. Yeah. That's, I mean, I that's think, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, we were pretty fortunate. I think that most of them, I mean, they weren't truly dicks, okay? I don't think they even intended to, like, upsell us or give us all these things. I think it's what he said. It's, they just don't know what you really want. And so, got to communicate. we talk about this. I mean, Mike, you and I talk about this. They shouldn't be talking about, and that's why we're trying to put these dentists through a, a process, you know, equipment or some of these things, computers that comes down the line, like this vision, this, you know, demographic studies, banking, real estate, those are how you start this process, right? And we want people to understand that if it is an equipment person or if it's a technology person, they, they understand your vision. Like you said, yeah. they actually understood it. So that way they could build the products around what your vision is. Because mm -hmm. I guarantee you, if you said I'm doing a Medicaid clinic that I'm giving away free dentistry every single day, even less Medicaid, anyone walks in, I'm just doing it for free, right? Not even Medicaid. There's nothing wrong with that. But I doubt they would be saying, let's do a very expensive operatory of equipment. They would be speaking about different items. So they had to understand your vision, which is brilliant. I love that they did that for you. And, and you know, we talk about that, that the, these people, they need, you need to be able to set the tone of what it's going to look like from your perspective. And but, then, isn't, yeah. but, isn't that, but, but isn't that it? Like if the doctors don't have it, 
then then who's going to drive then who's going to drive it and well, and i think ready, by the way dude you're not ready to open up a dental practice if they don't have a vision and they don't have then a we, then doc then we wouldn't have as many startups or or people buying practices that i guess i get that's no man they they just they just do and 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 i and i think that's what this program is really meant meant for is to to challenge folks to think about this stuff before they go in it, get real, hire a coach, get whatever, listen to a podcast. I don't care. But at the end of the day, if, I always say this. If you don't drive what you're trying to accomplish through your vendors, they, they're not going to know. So they're just going to do what they've done hundreds of times before you. And that's that's probably not exactly what you want. By the way, when we're talking about vendors, even bankers, right? Bankers need to know what your vision is. We talk about, you know, not a lot of people have it, like a business plan, but like they like that because it gives them the thought process. Okay, they have, they know what they're going to be doing here. We love that. Like, like, thank. First of all, thank you so much for being on the show and uh, listeners. Like this, this stuff you can't read in a book. You can't like. This is what it's all about. So first of all, thank you. Everybody's going to get on our show and tell us about how amazing they were and how they did everything right. And that's not the truth. And no. and, and I can tell you that's not the truth. John and I have been in the industry long enough. People are getting, I hate to use the word, duped all day long, all the time. The the Thank you, because this actually moves the needle and, and thank you. So I love what you're doing, Joanna. I mean- most importantly, what I love is your humility towards what you've done in your career. And this actually is going to resonate to our listeners. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I hope that I gave you some good insights. Like it's nothing's perfect, even though in dentistry, we're all about making it perfect. I feel like the business aspect of it is nothing, but <laughs> yeah, nothing but that it's, it's not glamorous at times by any means you have to get dirty you have to you know be willing to you know like get out there you gotta be willing to like you know be at the same level with your team those are the things that is going to make a huge difference and so unfortunately it's not like a book like i can tell you like follow things you're going to be successful you're going to have your three-day weeks and and actually i feel like it's the total opposite for those people who Think that buying a business, you're going to be able to have those long weekends and three-day weeks. It's the total opposite. I feel like having that business is you're committing to working at 9.30 at night and stuff like that. And that's a whole nother thing. I mean, we talk about it on my videos on how to manage your time. But it, it's, it takes a lot of commitment. And, you know, you've got to do it day in and day out. I mean, you can think you got it right three days later. You know, something else is going to happen in terms of tables. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of books out there. A lot of books, but they they don't ever really tell you no. what you're what you're talking about, right? Until you're in it. All I can say. Hang on one second. I want to go back to something, Joanna. I want you to be an ongoing contributor to this show because I think it's there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I would love to. I think you know we have we're in this together. <laughs> I've been through it. I've been in the dark. It's hard. It's also very lonely. And so it's true for partnership, true for anybody you're interacting with. I think you have to be able to, you know, 
know what your strengths are and acknowledge other people's strengths and accept that because you can use that to your own benefit. Well, that's a perfect place to transition. I Again, I, I said it 17 times. I'll say it one more time. Thank you so much for, for what you've done. <laughs> of course, of course. And to everybody that's listening, you know, again, subscribe, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. We pretty much have this on every channel there, there possibly could be. To find uh, Dr. Valentine and Icon Dental, we'll put plenty of links in the description of uh, the episode. So please reach out to her directly and and uh her partner and uh and and thanks for being a part of the show and and continue to be a part of the show that that'll be a a real treat for everybody i thank you guys i think it's very long needed for you know something like this to be out there so you know this is awesome you guys keep doing it great love it good stuff thanks we'll we'll see you next episode take care bye bye Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another truth-filled episode of Startup Uncensored. Check out Startup Uncensored on Facebook and YouTube. Click like, subscribe, and interact with Michael and John.